Hey, what's going on? It's episode 63, Top of the Dude Chain Podcast. Subscribe, like, share with your friends. Go to our social media sites at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Like those. Interact with us there. Say hello. Let us know you're listening. What is up, gentlemen? Not a lot. cold Saturday morning. Did get a little chilly on us. Got real cold, in fact. Yeah. Now, I got to... We talked about this a little before it started. Yeah. But I need to walk back. Some comments I made in the last podcast. <laughs> That's big of you, man. That's big of you. What do you got? I think I went overboard calling Terry Crews a chump. Yeah. All know. right. And uh, here's why. The, I got a little more information on the why. Now, I, I, I'm not going to say I agree with him. Yeah. Uh, there's still some areas I disagree with. But essentially what happened is Terry Crews is um dude, he's getting I mean he's getting rocked pretty hard uh by various communities. Yeah. Uh for his pursuing a Hollywood exec who groped him. Yeah. Yeah, and that's where the whole Me Too movement came in and all that. Yeah. A lot of people giving him guff about it. And really if you kind of look at the, I mean, just boil it down to the nuts and bolts of it, he's getting guffed because he didn't punch the guy at the party. Yeah, they're saying he wasn't a, a man about it. Right. Okay. Now, I kind of, I kind of side with Terry Crews on that. In all reality, Terry Crews punches a white Hollywood exec at a party in Hollywood. It doesn't end well for Terry Crews. Yeah, I mean you. So. So yeah, with that, you gotta you gotta kind of take into consideration, you know, that that world is something we're not right. super familiar with. But what we know of it, and 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 I'm not a, a black individual either, so yeah. I can't I can't relate to him on that yeah. that perspective. Um, what I can say though is I don't agree with the masculine toxicity label that yeah. he's putting on the people yeah. that are ridiculing him. Yeah, um, because the toxic masculinity label is a feminist label yeah that encompasses everything yeah and they're calling things toxic you know and it's really become yeah. a tagline and and, and, and it's kind of it's like well man you're calling a lot of things toxic and kind of taken away from the right. fact that some things are really really bad so so from the terry cruz standpoint probably doesn't make him a chump disagree with that label though yeah that he's putting on it because it is a feminist label mm-hmm. and to me that toxic masculinity is the female version of mansplaining. Mm-hmm. You know how... Uh, no, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. And, and if, for those who don't know, mansplaining is when a man tells a woman... Over-explains explains, something, basically, yeah. like like she doesn't understand it because she's or, a woman. Yeah, like talking, or, like talking down. Yeah. Or, or it goes into me saying something along the lines of... And we use childbirth, for example, because that's probably the biggest distinction between men and women. Yeah. Is if I were to go in and start explaining to a woman how childbirth works, yeah, you yeah, know but, what I mean. But, but who does that? Honestly, who does that? Oh, oh man, no, I sure mean, uh, plenty of us. No, probably, no, no, no. But, but is it enough to to like proclaim that it's this epidemic that's it's, sweeping across, no, 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 like, no, no, like, no, like, like that. the rape culture and everything not, else? No, 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 I think that would be that. more I'm of not a saying that. I'm it's just a it's a dumb thing guys do that should be laughed off. That guys are so dumb to think they're going to explain this to me. I agree, but I agree. But my my point is this. My point is 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 we have mansplaining. In other words, you know there are areas that women uh, that women experience that we cannot relate to. Mm-hmm. We don't have the hormones. We don't have the genetic makeup that women have. Yeah. And so it's it's difficult for us to to go right. Yeah. Well, toxic masculinity is just the reverse of that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and what part of it is women don't like the fact that men are aggressive. Mm-hmm. They don't like, you know, aggressive, you know, as far as physical, that, you know, physical confrontations are more mm-hmm. uh, likely among men. And then you've got the idea behind, uh, you know, not crying all the time and all that. Well, yeah, and your traditional masculine traits. Right. But that's called testosterone. Like, be a man. Like, we'll tell someone, be a man. That's called testosterone. Yeah. I mean, that, that's the same thing. You can't tell me what's toxic masculinity because you don't have those hormones and things like that 
the yeah. experiences and all that that a male have. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And there there are differences, and there are things that we can't experience from that. Yeah. So that's that's my issue with it. I'll take your word for it on the explanation because I don't know much about the toxic masculinity. Just, I got introduced to it recently. Well, so. and, and and I will preface that by saying my my the extent of my research really yeah is uh, UrbanDictionary.com. There you yeah. go. <laughs> well, he, here's my understanding of toxic masculinity: is it's essentially like whatever makes guys guys. That's what toxic well, that's masculinity my point. is. Like this, the cat calling. Or, you know, the looking at yourself in the gym or like, do you even lift bro or like giving each other wedgies, swirlies, all the things that are like bad, bullying, whatever, yeah, sexist, that's toxic masculinity. And again, it goes back to the fake rape culture. It goes back to everything else. Like right, dudes, but the majority of dudes aren't chasing chicks down the street like, hey, what's up, baby? What you doing tonight? It just, yeah. if your friend does it, you're like, dude, like seriously? Yeah. Like, yeah. and I've never had a buddy of mine do that ever in public, yeah. ever. Yeah. I've never witnessed it. In my 33 years on this earth. Okay, so I witnessed it one time, and this is hilarious. When we were in college, we used to all kind of stand out on the balcony of the dorms, and there was a girl walking across the parking lot all by herself with nobody else around, and we're all just standing out there. And a bunch of people just kind of go back into the rooms, and it was just uh, it was just one guy and our buddy Casey left sitting out there. And Casey just yells out something. I'm not going to say what he yelled out, but let's just say that it was... A very, very, a very bad cat call, and then goes back into his room and leaves that dude out there like it was him that did it. <laughs> See, and that's not really cat calling yeah. as much as you're playing a prank on your butt. Yeah. And you she just I mean? looked up, and, and he's just like, I don't know, man. <laughs> it could have been done to me. I, I don't remember stuff well when it happened to me. I'm like, I think that was somebody else. Yeah. But, Maybe anyway. that's just something I dreamed about. But anyway, back on point. I just I don't agree with Terry Crews on that point. Gotcha. I don't think it's necessarily All right. uh, worth going as far as calling him a chump and yeah, you know, just totally disregarding what the guy said. So yeah, well there you for go, that, man. I apologize. Yeah, and I walk back the mistake that I made. And Not you the should first mistake I made. You should. You should won't be able be the to last one. You should be able to admit if you were really wrong, kind of wrong, or just maybe you're changing your opinion. Nothing wrong with that. But speaking of that, that topic actually pretty does a good job of uh segueing us to the next one yeah i've been wondering about this one yeah um so liam nielsen or neeson 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 liam yeah, nice neeson. Try. Good, good try there <laughs> brigitte nielsen yeah anyway it's liam neeson in my opinion um fell victim to a 90 second answer in an interview and fell victim to them taking out a good three to five seconds worth of that interview to paint him in a very uh, in a racist picture. Okay. Have you heard the Have you heard the whole interview? Yeah, it was some something happened to his kid, right? And no. Now uh, he wants to go a friend or a friend, and now he's going to beat up any black guy he sees. Yeah. So. Oh. That's kind of that's what that's how it's portrayed. But, I have I haven't watched the interview, right, the, and I haven't I'll, looked into I'll, it anymore. I'll paraphrase the ninety ninety second question it was a question and a 90 second answer mm-hmm. um what happened was uh, he was asked how do because he's got a new movie about revenge mm-hmm. and apparently he does a pretty good job so they're like how do you get yourself into that revenge mode so you can act out this character because like, well, all my movies are about this uh, pretty much yeah. well, and, and, and she kind of she kind of implied that like, yeah you know how do you how do you do that how do you keep getting up for these roles <laughs> what he said was is that a a uh, friend of his um, was raped. Oh, yeah. A very close friend. Yeah. Um, maybe a girlfriend. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, she was raped, and she described uh, the the person who raped her as a uh, black male in, in age yeah. whatever and, and all that. You mm-hmm. know, just descriptive terms. So he said for the next week, he went around, uh, he essentially went around with a club or a pipe or whatever, what? <laughs> hoping that a black individual would start something with him so he could <laughs> he could essentially, you know, beat him to death. Essentially is what he said. Okay. And then, he, then he turns around. And they're worried and, about him just being racist. Well, then, then check this. Then <laughs> then he goes, I did that for Sounds a Sounds like Dark Man might, yeah. be, uh, well, might be psychotic. He did it. It's he not said, very Jedi of him. <laughs> He said he did it for a week. 
for a week. He and just walked he, around with a, a week, a club, and a pipe. And then, yeah. And so after a week, he basically said, yeah, "They're worried about him being racist. Yeah, this guy's got serious saying, problems, man." He said after a week, he said, "I realized what I was doing and all that." He was in a disassociative state, huh? So I'll give him. <laughs> that's that's being hey, crazy. I think he was misjudged. You know what I mean? Now the whole thing is is like, well, why can't someone come in and say they were wrong about something? Yeah. And now you know whatever. That that's kind of where it's at. Is is like I said, I'm still just seeing the red flag of he walked around with a club looking for for a week for yeah. someone to start something well, with him. I don't know the relationship. I mean, I, I'm sure I would if my daughter were raped. I'd probably be <laughs> no, in a different. No, you would. I'd you wouldn't be, be that crazy. I'd be in a different state of mind because he just. Well, we don't know. He just totally pulled out a reality. Well, but we don't know. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is, is we don't know how we'd react because we haven't been put in that situation. But he needs a ton of therapy because that's that's not much different than these kids who step into a school and just start shooting people. Yeah. It's just an older person would, doing it who I chose would, a different route. And I would say this. I would say, but that was 30 years ago, too. He's uh, how old? Yeah. I mean, I'm also going to go out on a limb and say that story's made up. Um, I'm going to say that's a hashtag did not happen. Yeah, uh, that totally happened. Yeah. <laughs> Here's the point, though. Uh, it, it sounds more like a crappy movie he would be in than I'll something that actually happened. It's literally to. Death Wish. I'll say this. <laughs> right? Yeah. I'll, I'll say this, though. Did he have a sack of quarters? <laughs> I get <laughs> I, I get I get the fact I get where they're coming with the racist comments. Yeah. Yeah. Because he was just like, I don't even I'm not even looking for the guy. I'm just but, looking to take right. it out on someone and who and that's and, and so I would who I would, in the most I, general sense of the terms matches her description. I would say that, yes. I agree with it hundred percent. Yeah. And then that's I would ridiculous. agree with the fact that uh the five second for I mean you could paint him you could paint him <laughs> as a racist with the entire ninety second interview. Yeah. Um, but going out quoting two words from his entire to spin it is another issue that I have. Yeah. I also have an issue with someone and I have an issue with this all the way through is, you know, it started in Kavanaugh and it's going with the Virginia, like everybody in Virginia politics is apparently racist or a perv. Yeah. Uh, but the point being is, is, is we're all going back 30, 40 years to when guy, you know, and, and people who are 40, 50, 60 years old are having to answer for things they did when they were 18, 19 years old. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Albeit not the wisest decisions, but I didn't make a lot of wise decisions when I was 17, 18, 19 years old. I thought old you either. told us you only got detention once and it wasn't well, even was your a, fault. You I act like a, you were a golden boy when you paint your pictures. Yeah, I was, for, I was a good serious. kid. Yeah. But. All of, I'm a sudden, not as, all of a sudden, he's a good kid, but he's worried something's going to pop out on him. No, no, no. I'm just know, saying, man. I'm not. I was virtuous, but not as virtuous as I am now. Oh, really? <laughs> maybe I'm in the minority in this uh, in this thought process, but I I I don't feel sorry for people that do stupid stuff when they're young and it follows them. I really don't. Well, I think if you're going to be worth, you know, fifty million dollars, that's, that's kind of what keeps yeah. you from doing it again. You either you're in the public eye. Yeah. Well, I get it. Either but either you come saying. out, you, but either you come out and you're honest about it, and you said, "Hey, this is what I did." Yeah. And that's you know, it's the kinda, problem. It's kind of like people that can't be police officers now because of mistakes they made when they were 18. Yeah. Sorry, the well, pipeline starts when you're a kid. I get it. How I, many how many times I, did you I, hear this growing up? Also from your parents, you don't want to make these kinds of decisions because they'll follow you yeah. around for the rest what, of yeah, your life. What you do today, now, if that's not true, you then you're just lying to your kids, and, and they're going to see through it. And I get it, and 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 I agree with you. Mm-hmm. But a person should also be able to apologize for something they did when they were 19 yeah. and move on from it and just not, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> you, I mean, you definitely, at some point, you kind of wish it would quit getting thrown in your face. Like, it's not like it's going to go away, but you kind of wish it would quit getting thrown in your face, I guess is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, but we're all different people now. Well, You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just this. And, is I, how it and is. I get, and we and all age. We, we can't all forget that that's who a person was, or that's what a person did. But that's not all they are, exactly. and that's not all they and did. That's, and, gotcha. that's the, and that's the issue. The yeah. issue is we're taking nineteen-year-old, or at this time probably thirty. But you also have to look at that and be like, okay, Liam Neeson did that when he was young, and and that kind of behavior. You're like, okay, there's a lot of red flags in that kind of behavior. Since then, is there? Anything that we should be looking at, like, is no, this right. guy, well, and, who's he got and locked in his basement right yeah, now? And what amplifies it is a lot of these people that are getting dimed out are the people out there doing all the virtue signaling. And They're saying, you need to treat women this way. You need to treat minorities this way. And then it's like, we go back 12 years and it's like, 
Wait is that minute. is that you in blackface? Yeah, yeah, that's you in blackface, and that's and that's and that's and that's, and that's, and that's why I don't mind it happening. Yeah, you know, because because one side from the political standpoint, one side did it to Kavanaugh, mm-hmm. and now their technique is now coming around to bite yeah. them now in the Virginia well, stuff. And one thing needs to happen is people that are slinging the mud need to quit acting like they're they're you know squeaky clean right. too. Yeah. Because the thing is, is if you go slinging mud and you're just say like you know like a blogger or just someone who's trying to get you know some kind of notoriety on on well, social media or whatever else if you're trying to do that you're going to do a lot of mudslinging knowing that there's not a really good chance that anything's going to pop up on you because you're a, you're sort of a nobody yeah whereas well, these people that you're slinging mud at <laughs> you know it's not hard to find stuff on them because there's people in their past that are just looking for oh, attention yeah. as well and they're like hey i went to high school with this cat and let me tell you about this dude anytime anyone anytime someone has like a um uh, dude, who won the national championship last year in basketball? Was it Xavier? Anyway, they had that white dude who dropped like 30 points mm-hmm. in the national championship game. And like the next day, someone went through his entire like four years worth of tweets and pulled out some of the stuff he said. Like, oh, this dude, you know, whatever. I don't know why people are on Twitter at this point, man. Yeah. It's just like a database of all your stupid decisions. Well, yeah. And My is, impulsive thoughts. Yeah. So, and so circling back to the Terry Crews thing, Terry Crews just offended Liam Neeson. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He said, dude, listen, what he said, what y'all are reading is out of context. Go listen to the whole 90 seconds. Yeah. And, you know, look at it objectively. My personal belief is, is the guy apologized for the way he acted back then yeah so now is he catching heat saying that he's some kind of uncle tom i mean is essentially yeah uh black twitter is blowing up on him again yeah uh for that so now first they're calling him soft and now they're calling him you know basically you know you're you're sympathizing with a racist right so anyway which now come this is where we come in why are we coming in not we, me. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, the royal we, you. In this segment of Josh's dumb tweets. <laughs> so, just top of the dude chain uh, does not have control of one Joshua Walker. <laughs> we just hang out with so, the dude. <laughs> anyway, so this, this, this blogger named Brandy, who apparently does some stand-up comedy and okay. a little bit of podcasting up yeah. north. Yeah. Technically Canada, even though it's Minnesota. Yeah. Or Michigan. Land of ten thousand lakes. One of those. Anyway, she essentially and the only reason I started dude, I have no interest in her whatsoever. I hope the not. only reason I uh <laughs> <You're married. laughs> I, but I don't I'm saying I, I don't I don't follow her. I don't yeah. you know, I don't care about anything she says. But she did come out and say, and this is a quote. Why is Terry Crews even commenting on the Liam Neeson issue in the first place? Right? Mm-hmm. That's what she quote. That's, that's her original tweet. Okay. She did not ampersand, or not ampersand, she didn't at uh, Terry Crews' handle. Mm-hmm. So what that means is, is you can put an, you can actually put Terry Crews' handle in a tweet, and that will notify Terry Crews that you said something about him, mm-hmm. right? And I imagine 1.2 million followers, he's probably getting those every day. Yeah. But she didn't. She just said Terry Crews. Yeah. Okay. Which I'm okay with that. She's perfectly entitled to her opinion, and she's perfectly okay uh, talking about it, right? Well, Terry Crews Googles his name. Oh. Apparently in Twitter, searches his name in Twitter. So he has 1.2 million followers and he does care what they're all saying. Or a PR or a PR person came in. Yeah. Now Terry Crews has done this to a lot of people Mm -hmm. and, and he has said this, if you're going to talk about me, at least use my Twitter handle. I get paid every time that thing is mentioned. Yeah. So if you're going to talk trash about me, at least do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he finds this girl and he basically says he's probably paying more attention to the people who don't. Yeah, tag you. exactly. That's what I'm saying. You want to get his attention? Don't tag him. Yeah, you know what I mean. And it probably is a business thing. But he comes back at her and says, "Why wouldn't I comment on this? I'm just an actor, so I'm just supposed to sit back and be quiet and not say anything." Yeah, kind of like the whole just dribbled LeBron. Right, exactly. Yeah. So I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but that's what he said. Yeah. This girl gets upset that he did that. Yeah. Which I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. No issues with that. Like, and, and she makes a valid point. Like, yo, bro, you've got $1.2 million. 
or two million followers. Yeah. When you do that, you just unleashed a wave of angry people on me. Yeah. And you, you know, whatever. I agree with her a hundred percent on that. Yeah. And if she's upset about that, agree with her a hundred percent. No issue there. My issue came when she said, I was just asking a question. I wasn't trying to be condescending or derogatory towards Oh, yeah. Me. She got, she put a little respect in her voice all of a sudden, didn't so she? So I said, all I did was put, there's the walk back. Yeah. And a picture of Damon Wayne, like walking into a room. It's and not like, Damon Wayne's. Who was it? Marlon Wayne. I believe it was Marlon. Was it? Yeah. Did you see it? I saw it. was one of the Wayne brothers. Look, man, basically. I don't follow Brandy or Terry Crews, but <laughs> I do have an attachment to the top of the dude chain podcast so, Twitter, anyway. and I was seeing it on there, and that's why I sent you the text. Why are we, as top of the dude chain, <laughs> in a Twitter beef with some girl named Brandy who has a problem so, with anyway, Terry Crews? That's all I said was, <laughs> there's the walk back uh, and had a picture of Marlon Wayne or whoever, one of the Wayne brothers walking into a room going, nope, and turning around. Yeah. It was a gif. It was more comic than anything. Like, there it is. Like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Patrick Chung dealt with it uh, when he broke his arm in the Super Bowl. Yeah. And a Rams executive <clears throat> said something. And then Rams like, I was just messing with you. Sorry, you can't take a joke. It's like, no, you weren't. Yeah. Here's your you walk know? back. Yeah. yeah. So, and so that's all I was doing. To which she replies, what does that mean? And I, and I just basically said, listen. You weren't asking a question. You were trying to throw shade. Just own it. That's mm-hmm. all. Just yeah. say, oh, I didn't expect this to happen. Whatever. Yeah. Again, she comes back trying to justify her, oh, I was just asking a question. Yeah. So she said, prove it. And so I said, you use the word even and in the first place, which our words then imply he shouldn't have done it. Yeah. And so that's what, you know what I mean? And on top of that, if you really wanted to know why he was doing that, use his Twitter handle and ask him the question and go straight yeah. to the source. You know yeah. what I mean? The bottom line is you were trying to catch that black Twitter wave of anti-Terry Crews and it blew up on you. Yeah. Is what happened. And now you're trying to do it. Whatever. The reason we're talking about it so much on this podcast is because, A, she lies. Because she told Terry Crews, I'm not mad at you. And then a tweet an hour later said, I'm still livid about what he did. So you lie there. And and that's the thing. When Terry Crews is responding to you, dude, why not tell him you're mad? Yeah. Oh, I'm not mad. I'm just wanting to, you know. You acted like you had a a point to make. And then when he gives you the opportunity to make your point, then you you you, walk back. You walk back. Instead of making your point. Now, here's the other. So I agree with you that you're right. Here's the other (laughs) issue that I have, though. Okay. That makes her shady. Okay. Is she responds to your tweet like she's already not my tweet, your tweet. Okay, my tweet. She responded to my. <laughs> Why are you trying to put it on Jeff? <laughs> no, she Let's did. Go this, ahead, keep yeah. this real. That's, the, that's a universal your because she did it to <laughs> she did it to multiple people. Gotcha. But gotcha. she she responded to my tweet as if she's arguing with me. Yeah. And then blocked me. Yeah. So a I cannot see anything that she responded, and b I cannot provide a rebuttal. Mm-hmm. to anything she responded which is chump mm-hmm. you know what i mean so there's that's where my issue lies is in the shady nature of and and it goes back to this whole like someone disagrees with you so yeah if you block me you block me i yeah. take pride in, in people blocking me because it means i got under the skin somehow <laughs> well, what i don't i just don't like the shady way you went about doing it yeah because you know what i mean that was a good walk back well that was a good walk back tweet, in my opinion, and I know it because she blocked me. And I'll make a quick point. Um, now, this, what I probably before my mistake was, I did part of it from the top of the do chain Twitter handle because I got <laughs> I Kevin Duranted myself on accident. Yeah. <laughs> burner account <laughs> instead, Cause, and I've got tons of burners accounts. <laughs> I'm gonna tell you that. But I didn't. Mean, I didn't mean to use the dude chain account. Tons of burner accounts. <laughs> but I no didn't. Mean, you love KD. <laughs> but I didn't mean to use the the dude chain Twitter account to go at her. I, Does uh, that make sense? I, I appreciate you taking ownership of that. Now, um, so 
and this goes to a point, you know, we had a, a company meeting yesterday and uh, we do pretty good um, about, you know, we have a, a good overall attitude at our company. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, like sometimes with Brittany, you know, working at hospitals and stuff, you know, being a nurse, uh, she'll get one crew that'll, you know, sometimes there's like just bad attitudes swirling around or a doctor who kind of makes everybody's day worse. And anyways, the whole like overall work attitude is kind of a, it's kind of something that bugs me. I can't stand working in an area that has a bunch of bad attitudes ruining my daily life. Cause I have to spend the majority of my time right. at work. So if I'm going to spend it at work, I don't need your bad attitude, you know, jacking up my life. Your feng shui. Yeah. So Anyways, I kind of have this, you know, idea. Of, and like I said, we have a pretty good um, deal about it. But they were kind of bringing up some things that, you know, people don't really want to hear or talk about. You know, like Dookie. some people like to leave early on Fridays. You know, some people like to like to work enough hours that they can take most of Friday off and things like that. We're technically we need to be there between the hours of eight and five. Now, that doesn't mean we work eight to five. It just means that if you come in at six thirty or seven. And, you know, you also might need to still stay till five. Mm-hmm. You know, you just got to work extra hours. That's just part of because we need to be there for our clients and stuff. So, you know, you get it, but it's not stuff you want to hear at a company meeting because we kind of like our freedom. We like to be able to kind of come and go as we please as long as our work's getting done. Right. But what will happen is you'll see these little these little groups kind of form after a meeting and people start you know, complaining or whatever else. Well, we're about to have employee reviews, and our manager said, we want you to bring stuff to our attention. Don't just sit there waiting on your raise or whatever you're going to get because that makes it kind of hard for us to address things. Right. We want you to address things that we could do, and we want to address things that we think you can do, and we want it to be a back-and-forth conversation and everything. But no one will do that. And the problem I have with that is, if it's worth complaining about, which people will do, there will be those yeah. little those little water cooler sessions where people complain. If it's worth complaining about, then it's worth bringing up to the person, not just complaining about them in all these little circles. If it's worth complaining about, it's worth bringing up. And if it's not worth bringing up, it's not worth complaining about. So just shut up and go about your business. So that's kind of my attitude. And that's where you were going with her is she had a problem with Terry Crews, but she wanted to complain about it. She didn't want to talk to Terry Crews about it. And if she didn't want to talk to Terry Crews about it, and if she didn't have a real point to make, she should have just shut her mouth and not said anything because she didn't have anything to say. Yeah, and and that's that's kind of where I'm from. It's like you want this to be a one-sided argument. You want, she wants to complain. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's, it's just one of those things where... And it you, just creates bad attitudes. And that's what we have in this country is a bunch of bad attitudes forming hordes. And, and, and that's what it is. These are the consequences of your actions. You said something about Terry Crews. He responded. The 1.2 million followers is, you know, sick themselves on you. Yeah. And I, didn't, I don't care what... It, not, you know, it's not about Terry Crews. It's just I'm around... There are people in that, that I'm around in my life that I have no choice to be around coworkers, whatever, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And there are those who will be caught in a bold face lie, mm-hmm. like red handed hand in the cookie jar lie. Yeah. And instead of saying, I mean, this is, this is like, you can't, you can't deny anything that you, that, that that's yeah. being brought against you. Yeah. Yet they try and twist it to make, what they said, not a lie. Instead yeah. of just saying, my bad, here's the truth. Yeah. They, they, well, you misheard me or you took what I said out of context. Some along those lines and, 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 and all that. I'm around those people more often than I want. I saw it on, yeah, Harley go. doesn't like it either. <laughs> I saw it on Twitter. I made a comment on it and then she went all shady again and that's, while we're talking about it, I would have never yeah. brought it up. Yeah. Even if, even if, uh, well, you know, what the majority of social media is it's people trying to be funny yeah. and that's great. But then when you get to the other side of it, it's people trying to own other people. Well, I, I, I got to get that last word that. and own you with this. I figured one. I I'm going to own you with exactly, this one, which is fine. I don't unfollow anybody. Yeah. You know, for that, that reason, you know what I mean? It's, it's, if you want to say, you know, if you want to, and there have been people who've, who've, you know, gotten it, you know, into it with me, whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's fine. I mean, we can agree to disagree. Your opinion and my opinion are, are just that. And, and 
I don't say anything expecting to change your mind on anything. I just expect to throw something out there that maybe hey, few people like. Can I, I got, throw something out there right quick? Yeah. You guys call me a millennial, but y'all spend 20 minutes per podcast talking about Twitter <laughs> and Twitter beasts. Dude. I don't even have a Twitter. Well, no, I do hey, have a Twitter account. Hey, I just don't K- know how to do Corey, it. Corey just owned us. <laughs> it's, 20, it's the first off, it's 2019. Hey, hey you right. <laughs> just, because, just because you're not good at being a millennial. <laughs> You right, you right. Hey, no, no, no. You are exactly right. I'm not good at being what I'm not. <laughs> You're not good at being a millennial uh, on Twitter. Uh, You're right. Too busy being an entrepreneur, son. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Busy man. Busy man. Oh, Doing big things. Too busy. Doing yeah. nothing. <laughs> what else we got? Y'all had some other things. Super Bowl. You... No, uh, that's a no, that's a non-starter right I there. Didn't, I didn't watch it, and then according to everybody on the planet, I I didn't miss anything other than the Patriots. Well, just keep worst winning. Super Bowl I've seen in my adult life. It yeah. was it. I won't say that. Looked like an old school Steelers here's, Ravens here's, okay, game. Here's when what, it was three here, to nothing. Here's here's what we gotta. Here's what we gotta give credit to. Yeah, Will Belichick. No, nobody. <laughs> nobody Brady, gets credit. Tom Brady's still the goat. <laughs> Anyway, what, what we have to give credit to is the Super Bowl. Remember the 90s? The Cowboys and the Bills. Uh, the, the great 40, games? Yeah. The 49ers. Okay, first off, they were great because your team won. The 49ers and the Bingo. Chargers. Remember those games where teams were winning 52-20 to 20 or 52-17? to 17? Yeah, because the I, best team made it and I didn't re- get officiated and, out. And I so, remember the Dallas Cowboys completely embarrassed – uh, the Buffalo Bills. Oh, one dude, yeah, bad. and then and then and then Natron Means and the Chargers went one year, uh, and got embarrassed by the Forty Niners. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it, the, and, and it really it, it started the whole like talk of how the divisions weren't even, right? And all yeah. that. Well, yeah. then yeah, and you had, the, I mean, you really because for and, a while there, the Cowboys and Niners like owned everybody yeah, exactly, and they were owning the Super Bowl like handedly. It yeah. wasn't even close. It's trade offs, yeah, and it was trade offs between the two. Yeah, I mean, really, the NFC Championship was the Super Bowl, mm-hmm. and then there was an exhibition game at the end of it. Yeah, uh, and then uh, it even got that way when uh, when the Broncos waxed Michael Vick and the Falcons. Apparently, the Falcons just don't show up to Super Bowls at all. Easy twenty eight three. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but the point being is is is. Now we're getting to the point where the Super Bowls are interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, now, granted, that uh, one was not. No, it's still a close game. I mean, it's, it's still, a close it was game because it was game into the fourth quarter, right? But it was two good teams that turned in their probably their worst performances of well, the year. I'll worst tell you offensive, this. yeah. I will tell you this: the Rams probably put out the worst offensive performance in Super Bowl history, yeah. dude. But Brady, Brady for being the goat. Turned in like a rookie performance. It was terrible. Uh, Brady, yeah. no, dude, Barry, he's been good for third and long all year and couldn't do it once. Well, they were they they're uh, first off the first Rams, off once is an over exaggeration. But how many times has he hit Edelman over the middle for like seven to eight yards on third and long? And he kept he's like eighty percent. Some of on the third play downs. calling was a little whack, but I will say this: Brady did exactly what he wanted to do. He kept golf out of rhythm and off the field. Well, that's what they've done all season. But they've well, also been turning in like thirty here's, points here, a game. Here's why I think Brady wasn't Brady, putting that rush on golf. Here's why. Yeah, but he was keeping. He did. This, here's why I think Brady's the goat. Right. We've talked about this. Yeah, we've already talked no, about that. because gonna, he has I'm a gonna, hairy back and milk titties. I'm gonna solidify. <laughs> I'm gonna solidify it with this. You look at the Super Bowl, twenty-eight to three against the Rams. Oh. Brady was able to score. Yeah. Right. He played the Chiefs in the NFC or in the AFC Championship game. Yeah, and his objective was to keep Patrick Mahomes off the field. You can usually go look at the stat lines and see there's one stat in the team stat yeah, lines. That's the, that's the that's the plays. That's yeah, the don't, uh, don't forget that's the game working. plan that Bill Belichick gave him. Don't 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 forget but that they're working. Uh, you know, favorable officiating into their game plan too. Whatever. Yeah. That's that's objective. But the point no, being not. is, you can look it's statistics. Obvious. <laughs> The, the word Rams, you were looking for? When the you Rams, smoke again. When That's the Rams, objective. <laughs> when the Rams and the Chiefs played each other, the Ram, or, or, I'm sorry, the, the Patriots and the Chiefs played each other in the AFC Championship, Tom Brady ran twice as many plays and had the ball twice as long as Patrick Mahomes did. Yeah. Right? The Patriots a are good, big, man. A big part of the Patriots' defense success in shutting down Patrick Mahomes <clears throat> was Tom Brady staying on the field twice as long as Patrick Mahomes is on there. Mm-hmm. You can't score if you're not on the field. And, and that's the master 
Against the Rams, he had to score quick. He was able to do it. Against the Chiefs, it's better for him to stay on the field and, and run the clock and, and manage the offense, and that's what he did. And he did that against the uh, he did that against the Rams. And in the fourth quarter, when it came time to score, Tom Brady put money throws. That one he that throw he threw to Gronk that that put him on a, in the red zone uh, right before they scored was between three dudes. It was exactly where it needed to be, and that's why he's the goat because that dude puts the ball where it needs to be in the crucial moments every time. Dude, Adam Levine turned in a better performance in that Super <laughs> Bowl. <laughs> that is the falsest statement. I've ever heard. That was the worst Super Bowl show. You know what made the Dallas Cowboys Super Bowls the greatest? Michael Jackson. Yeah, right? Michael Jackson <laughs> was a good Diddling kids one. or not, he's a good performer. He's, he could be now, on a since, show. Since he's good, since he's dead, yeah. and we can't have a Michael Jackson performance outside of a hologram, Justin Timberlake should probably do it every year. Yeah. Should at least be in charge of it every year. I'm going to say something. I'm not going to lie. The year Katy Perry did it. I thought she did a good job. Princess was good too because she did because she did like all this like wild. Like, I thought Lady Gaga's was stuff. okay too. Yeah, because I really I don't really care about their music or their songs, but give me some kind of a show. Yeah. Give me some. And when she came in, she came in with all these crazy things going on and like rode that big deal. First in there. off, Maroon Five music to me personally is horrible. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. It's uh it's a step below Coldplay in my opinion. Yeah, and so. Um, so I wasn't really pumped about the music. Big Boy and Travis Scott, those were pretty, pretty decent moments in the Super Bowl act. But the fact that those two dudes got to say "Oon Song" each, and then vacate left and never, yeah, I mean, just you think Snoop Dogg would put on a good Super Bowl performance? No, mm, I don't know. Don't know. I thought Prince was a good one, too. They kind of have to be able to put on a show, right? I mean... Yeah. So... And Maroon 5 tried, but, dude, he's not good live. No. That's he's, the thing. He's, he's always got a studio live. voice. Yeah. You know, if he, if, he can, if he can drink his warm tea, sit in a chair, and, and sit in front of a did, microphone and sing, he's pretty good. Did you yeah. see the memes? All um, the fat dudes writing their state yeah. name yeah. on their stomach? Yeah, Kentucky. <laughs> dude, his... His tattoo setup is lame. Yeah, I I don't I don't I've never understood that. Like, hey, let's separate them. Like, if you're gonna do tattoos all over, like to me, it just looks better if you tie everything in together. Well, and he yeah. could which be is a, like patchy, patchy. Well, patchy, he could patchy, be patchy, in the patchy, process patchy. of it, and he could be. I mean, that's it's all. He's a in process. the process of a terrible tattoo. Is what he's in the process. <laughs> of. I don't, I it's don't, a bunch of hipster symbolism. I, mean, I, thought, and, I thought the 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 over the navel words like California, California thug life, or whatever stupid. went out with Tupac. But, yeah, yeah. Um, apparently, it didn't. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but yeah, Super Bowl is terrible from a football perspective. And I'm not a guy who gets into fantasy and all that. I enjoyed watching it. Yeah. Well, I didn't see Just it. Just because it was a chess match the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. No, just watching I, chess matches is so exciting. I can enjoy a defensive game. I, I can, uh, but I didn't watch that it, one. It, I mean, it was good defensive game. Speaking of football, though, can we talk about something else? Sure. Bob Stoops is going to be the coach. Of the Dallas team, dude. I'm in a the Vince McMahon XFL. I'm a Dallas. Who saw that coming? I'm a Dallas XFL fan, and I don't even know what their name is going to be yet. <laughs> who who saw that coming? Really, dude. I thought it was cool. Why yeah. not? Why not? Well, you know what? One of his statements was, he's like, "Well, their season's really kind of. It's you know, what else am I going to be doing? It's not good golfing weather." So he's well, kind of like, "Well, I didn't have anything going dude, on. It's it's money." Here's the thing: if he went back to coaching college, that's a 365 day a year job. If he went to the pros, that's a 365-day-a-year job. This, he's probably literally going to spend, at the most, four to six months even concerned with this stuff. Possibly. Well, and, and kind of... Depends on its legitimacy, I guess. I mean, I don't, I don't have any Well, I think they've already talked about that, is how it's not going to be as kind of involved. Well, in, the yeah. NFL is getting a lot of gonna, competition it's now. It's probably going to be more for entertainment purposes. You're right. But here's the thing about, about those... Tom Brady's agent is forming a league that is going to allow players freshman year after your freshman year of college, and they may even go into high school, allow them to play football for until they're eligible for the NFL draft. What's the name of that league? 
I forgot. It's like a minor league, though. So they will get paid. That's not what the alliance thing is, is it? Yeah, because there's an alliance football league that's about yeah, is, it Adidas, is Adidas sponsoring it? I, <clears throat> I, I don't know. I, they just had a brief commercial for it during Adidas, one of the games that Adidas, I saw. Adidas, yeah, Adidas there's an sponsor. alliance football league. that's It's about to kick off, in fact, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah Adidas, whatever this league is, Adidas is the main sponsor. Mm-hmm. And the whole purpose of it is, is twofold. The purpose of it is to let these kids who are potential NFL talent allow them to play for money yeah. mm-hmm. uh, until they are eligible for the draft. You have to be three years removed from high school before you can be for the draft. So mm-hmm. you can play three years in this league and make a living doing it. Yeah. And during it uh, – Well, that's more of an attack on the college – corruptness than anything well but and the nfl because the nfl yeah you're right you're right i I get what you're saying um but the other thing is and this is what colleges aren't doing is is in the off season these players have to go to classes geared uh around them making money in the nfl and investing it and Mm -hmm. and all that so so essentially, it, their their goal is you get to get paid for three years. It's like a, it's like a tech school for the NFL. That's exactly what it is. <laughs> like a you trade get school paid for three years. Yeah. They have insurance policies. Hey, so if you get hurt, That's if huge. you make this league, you get hurt. Uh, you'll get paid anyway. You know what the good thing about a trade or a tech school <clears throat> is too. If since that's kind of the model they're using, is if it doesn't work out, you haven't wasted that much time or money investing in trying to go that route in your life. And if you have to like you know, kind of shake the etch a sketch and start all over again, you're still in your early 20s and you're not in a crazy exactly. amount of financial debt. <clears throat> but you've made money. Yeah. And you've learned how to manage money. Yeah. And it's, it's and so if, much better. And that's the thing. If you do <laughs> sign an NFL contract, you don't have to stay in the league for 20 years. Yeah. I mean, it teaches you what alimony looks like. It teaches you what child support <laughs> <laughs> looks like. You know what I mean? How to get past your rookie season. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But you that's know, Baker Mayfield's probably going to need that class because, what, he dated a girl for like two months and then married her, and she's like a Twitter model. Yeah, good yeah. luck. Yeah. But that's the point. And that's, Kevin and Hart that's... Let, let it go on that one because yeah. they did that uh, cold as balls deal, yeah. and uh, Kevin Hart said, uh, so you getting married? How long you know her? And he said, he goes, okay. <laughs> but So I think it's good, and they're actually recruiting uh, Trevor Lawrence. That quarterback from Clemson. Yeah. Yeah. And in in I think that's a good idea. I think if you have a big time player like that go to this league, you're gonna see the NCAA get hurt. What do you think that does to college football? Well, college football the only thing saving college football right now is the NFL is such a mess. Well, yeah. college football, one thing about it is kind of like high school. You have people who just who love where they went to college. Right. And they're gonna support whatever's there so you're going to have boosters who are going to boost it even if i mean there's a lot of college programs out there that are mud they never win anything yet they got the money for a football program and and they're taken care of and they got scholarship and stuff so yeah the overall product so yeah it might not be like the multi-billion dollar but it's not going to take such a hit that you're going to see college football go away or anything like that but i would love to see college football become more of a hometown product like it was intended to be in the beginning in my opinion but well, you, you don't think, think all these big pickups that they're making all these high school players are going to come in play for a year or sit for a year and then just leave well if, i think what you'll get is people who want to go to college and want to play football what you need is what you need is big time players to do it what, what, i mean it's it's a it's a while down the road but if you're going to have guys who what you need is guys from this league to get drafted and mm-hmm. if these guys play for you know, fifty, sixty thousand a year for three years, and then they get drafted to million dollar contracts, and they do well. You're going to see, start seeing a lot of people do that. What you're going to see then is you're going to see the NCAA change, mm-hmm. and the college is going to be able to pay the players under guidelines. They're going to be able to pay the players a certain amount of money, and then curriculum is going to be uh, developed same way. That's all they're going to do is just change the landscape. Yeah, of college I wish football. college would just stick to being college and, and try to get out of the whole business of football and just let it be a, <clears throat> just let it be like a high school sport yeah, just on a college much, level. Yeah, but dude, there's too much money. I know, but that's yeah. the problem. That's what's screwing it all up is TV all the money deals. involved in it. You're right, TV deals and all that. Let, I say that's I've I have said this for years. I think there ought to be a minor league that people who don't want anything to do with college and don't want to be part of the college system but want to try to make it into a professional league can go play in and they can make a little money like maybe they get like you know because think about it even if you're making thirty forty thousand dollars a year playing football well you're a 18 19 20 year old kid 
that's that's probably not that bad of a life. No, and here's to take the, a stab at making millions. And here's the thing, man. I I look at this all the time. Like, you know, I'll, for example, I Pat, didn't make that much right out of college. Patrick Chung, for example. Like, I'm like, dude, where did that? Where did he come from? Yeah. And then you go look it up, and it's like, oh, he was a first round draft pick out of Oregon. And you're like, that's right. Point being is, is no one cares about these guys' college affiliation once they leave. Yeah. You know what I mean? And there are tons of players in the league where you look at them and you're like, like Edelman, Kent State. You're like, where'd that dude come from? So the yeah. point being is it's not like uh, you need college to make it in the NFL. Where did Brady go to college? Michigan. Michigan? Yeah. Yeah. So one of the most trash colleges in exactly. the country. And the, the Cleveland Browns of the NCAA. <laughs> 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 I mean, come on, man. I mean, right. I mean, you are you are one of the biggest stadiums in the league, <laughs> right? You have a former NFL coach who coached in the Super Bowl. Booger eating hardball. And you can't beat Ohio State on an off year. <laughs> can't even beat them on an off year when they're having a complete internal mention, meltdown. Not to mention, you got beat by Appalachian State. <laughs> Which hands down is the worst college history. Worst college in the history of college. History football history loss ever. <laughs> worst ever. loss in the history of college football. Dude, uh, you know the amount of money people made on Appalachian State. If they just dude, right put now, a dollar on them. There is a dude sitting poolside at his house <laughs> with a lady half his age because he put ten dollars on Appalachian State. That's how bad that loss was. <laughs> Oh, that's terrible. Oh, that's terrible. Anyway. <laughs> All right, fellas. Well, where are we at on time? 45 minutes. Okay. Yeah, we got enough time for uh, Corey's. Time going by, some, well, time going by slow Corey for you? got some juicy no, stories just, over here? Man, not really juicy. Just kind of a weird, random set of events. Yeah. Uh, so you guys know I talk about film a lot, and I'm a nerd when it comes to film. Yeah, um, I've got some actor buddies in California and some here in uh, Oklahoma City, actually on the department. Oh, okay. And so recently, I've started acquiring like gear because I want to. I want to shoot a short film. Like I'm more interested in being on the directing side. Yeah. Not only because I, I'm probably a terrible actor if I ever actually had like a speaking line, but yeah. <laughs> I just uh, I like the uh, just the the look and controlling the look and feel of of a film. Yeah, making know. it look like you want. Yeah, so I, I kind of wanted to step out this year and try shooting my own mm -hmm. um, just to see how good I can or bad you know I really am at it. Well, uh, but anyway. I want to be in front of the camera. Yeah, obviously. So, yeah, I, of course you do. So let's. Uh, if you need a big goofy dude who. <laughs> Like yeah. what's what's that do from Game of Thrones? The if mountain. You, if you if you're yeah. gonna, there you go. If you're gonna make a, a redo of Revenge of the Nerds, Josh is putting his name in the hat for yeah. Ogre. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want we'll the, be like Goody remakes, or I want the big quiet guy. Yeah, who like he here here if if we'll do the, he wants to be Lenny in we'll Mice the, and Men. We'll do the <laughs> hey we'll do the Green Mile but white. Yeah, listen no here's here's or here's, not Lenny who was the other here's guy? my ideal line right or or, or part in a role is the big dude in the background like. So big that you notice them, right? So yeah. I notice the entire movie, but I don't say anything until yeah. the very end. And everyone thinks I'm just this guy who never talks or whatever. And I want to say the most profound line of the entire movie. That's that's clerks when he tells the chasing Amy story. Yeah, that's and also the <laughs> end of that's also the end of Gone in sixty seconds. Yeah, yeah. I want to be that guy <laughs> who says the most profound thing yeah. at the very end, and people look at me how like, do you, "How do you feel about playing a third grader?" You say pull Toby, <laughs> I say pull us. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. I want to say the most profound thing, and everyone look at me like that's the last thing yeah. expected. Like they thought I was just a meathead what on if we set. Just, how would you like to play a giant yeah. child? Just be like, <laughs> actually, the war of blah, blah, blah. So anyway, back to my hijack story, yeah. Yeah. Josh. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, a buddy of mine was contacted by a uh, production that was filming up um, northeast and uh, in Oklahoma. Yeah. They were using a mansion where some of our friends were actually married a couple years back. Okay. But. Uh, Who's that? Uh, Caleb. Lorna Lorne yeah. Caleb at the Marlowe Mansion. Thought. Pretty cool mansion, a bunch of uh, prohibition stuff in there. Oh, we, yeah. we were filming shootouts in these tunnels underneath there. Oh, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, but anyway, it's like a it's like a B production. Like it'll be a sh goofy straight to DVD or straight to Netflix type thing. Like yeah. Atlantic Rim, not Pacific Rim, but Atlantic yeah. Rim. You know. Okay. <clears throat> but when you say B production, you don't mean like where 
they still got some of their clothes on, but they're doing a lot of you know stuff. To no, no, no. Music. It's not. It's not. No, it's not. It's not like the sci-fi original. It's better than that. I think they have a better budget Something. than that. Something on Cinemax. But but anyway, we. Sh- my my buddy calls me and he's like, hey, they want like guys, you know, semi-fit guys that look like they've been in the military, yeah. you know, with gear and stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm like, well, I've got gear for days because we do the airsoft and the mill yeah, thing, yeah. and you know, working as a police officer, you just have gear, uniforms, whatever else. So I just pack it all up and I head up north. Uh, it's in Ponca City, and we show up, dude, and we're looking at their costumes and their props, and this is like low, low, low. low. I kid you not, there was a dollar store noise making gun there, like oh, the one no. where it's like, <laughs> like I'm not even joking, but somebody had painted it. Yeah, and so they had a props guy that had all these guns that were trash. Yeah. All our guns look real. Like yeah. we take the time to put you know all the real attachments and all that stuff on it and set it up like it would be set up in the real world. Yeah, and then. All our gear is actual legitimate gear. These are real plate carriers yeah. made by real companies that are being used in Iraq or in law enforcement. And then our uniforms are the same way. Well, we start pulling all this stuff out, and they're just like blown away. Yeah. Like the the producer and everything, they're just totally blown away. Which aisle was that on? Yeah. Well, and then they're like, they're like, hey, they start bringing guys over. They're like, hey, can you outfit this dude? So you know, set up a plate carrier for him. He takes off, you know. And then another guy comes up. Then another guy. And then another guy. Before you know, we're like the props department for this. Yeah. Thing. And then uh, we go outside, and the guy that's supposed to be directing, like coordinating, you know, he's their military uh, advisor. You yeah. know, they bring him in on on set to make sure guys are holding guns right, they're moving correctly, all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, this guy like mouths off and says something along the lines of he used to be a ranger. Yeah. But he's telling guys to hold the gun like in commando, like underneath the armpit, like, gah, 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 you know, yeah. and we're like, mm, something's up here. That guy's never held a rifle before in his life. Yeah. He has guys down there on the field. They have rifles that don't have sights on them, mm-hmm. you know, like they, yeah. it just, it, it's not real. Yeah. And, uh, so we didn't say anything directly to him. The guy who brought us in, this producer guy, we go to him about it yeah. and we're not like trying to get anybody in trouble or anything, but we're like, Hey man, you know, I don't know what you guys are going for on this, but you know, you might want to do this, this, and this. We'll show you guys how to move down this hallway, like you're clearing rooms and stuff like that. And uh, we got word yesterday they kicked that guy off the set. Oh wow! They fired him. Yeah, well, he needed to be fired. Yeah, honestly. They, they, I think they, I think they got rid of him. They got rid of props, and they want us to come back and film Sunday afternoon. And we're controlling, choreograph, choreographing the whole thing. That's awesome. And what's cool is, I mean, it's this and that's is, more what you want to do anyway. Yeah, and this is, <laughs> and what's cool is, it's an actual film with an actual budget. And, yeah, and I'm getting to see how it all works. Yeah. So I, that's kind of, kind of why I went was for the education, and yeah. then I actually ended up having a role on the set. That's awesome. Yeah. So it's really interesting how it all kind of went down, and, and like I said, super random. I, I haven't been out there looking for acting gigs, looking to be an extra in anything. It's just, yeah. it just so happens it's like. I started acquiring all this stuff for film. I want to do film. And then somehow through, you know, a one in a million chance, got the chance to, you know, get on a set and do yeah. this stuff. But it's, so it's just kind of an interesting week. When you start stepping towards something you want to do, uh, people who are doing that, you know, you've probably talked to a few people. And that's oh, yeah, how yeah, you yeah. got the. I mean, any anything you want to do in life, if it's not working <laughs> for you, you're probably not taking enough steps towards it. And you took enough steps towards it that, you know, yeah. an opportunity came up. Yeah. So, yeah, just... Whatever you want to do in life, take a step towards it. Yep. Know? But no, it's it was pretty cool. So I want to be the guy who says the most profound thing. <laughs> no, at the end. gosh. I'm putting it out in the universe, man. I'm never going to write that part for you. Just no. we'll get it out of the out well, of the way I'll, now. No, you're you're going to be the guy that stands out in front of the door and plays the bouncer. You're no. going to be. The <laughs> I'm going to put you in a green bodysuit and turn you into some monster. <laughs> I'll do that in post, <laughs> like uh, like that dude who like. Oh, we're gonna make you the big, tough, scary looking guy, but he's actually like the super sensitive yes. and like yeah, kind of mousy character. That's what I'm saying. Like, like uh, what's it? Uh, like all you do is go eek and run. Like the like the rock and be cool. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I just just wants to dance. And- exactly. So, oh anyway. man. That's that's good. No, that's awesome, man. That that is pretty cool. Yeah. No, it was it was cool. And, and well, bring you know, some of those actor buddies on the. You, uh, you said that uh, you were having to run up and down stairs for. Uh, oh yeah. So <laughs> again, this is when when the other goofy guy was in charge. Uh, we were shooting a scene where we're assaulting this this mansion, and uh, I can't, I can't really get into the premise of it because we all signed an NDA. Um, but 
essentially I had to go up uh, the squad I was, I was leading or with had to go up this flight of stairs on the side of the mansion. Mm -hmm. And we filmed that scene and it's like three stories and we filmed that scene like 10 times. Yeah. And it wasn't just like we started at the stairs and we went up and then had to come back down. It's like, we're probably about a football field away and we have to go up all these rocks and then yeah. we have to, you know, and everybody's like kind of getting online yeah. and then we move up again and we have to go up these stairs. Yeah, that's something you don't think about is how <laughs> grueling making a movie is because of how many times they make you do something over <clears throat> and over or how often they make you wait. Yeah. From people I've talked to, they're, they're like, you know, you'll record, you'll, you'll do a scene maybe like five, six times in a row instantly. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, you're waiting for like 12 hours well, on and it, set and then they bring you out <laughs> to do it again. Yeah. And you might be doing it for the next five hours or whatever. And it's just, it's just grueling. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, yeah. Yeah. And this guy claimed he was, he was, a, I'm going to guess he was an extra, if anything, on the set of We Were Soldiers. And mm-hmm. he was talking about, you know, at the end when they assault the top of the hill, they did that like 30 or 40 times. Yeah. Like they had to run where's uphill you? Yeah, over yeah. and over and over again. And because, uh, you know, some people there were just like about to fall out because they're yeah. hurting so bad. Like even my legs were locking up on like the fifth or sixth take. Yeah. And uh, think about a stunt, and he, man. He's, and, 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 you know, and this guy was just constantly like, yeah, you know, I mean, when, when I was on the set of this or when I was on this, like he's just totally name dropping. And we're just yeah. like, man, you don't even know how to carry a gun. Yeah. <laughs> like, get out of here. You don't impress me. Shoulder that thing. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, we got we kind of got offered that that job. So and that's awesome. And apparently, man. Oklahoma has started handing out grants for film. I guess Georgia did, did this a few years ago. Yeah, Oklahoma used to be a really bad place to film because of uh, I don't know, I don't know the inner workings of Oklahoma. it and all. But but no, there's like you know, it's more expensive to film certain places than it is others. And yeah. Oklahoma was one of those locations to where even if they were shooting a movie that was supposed to take place in Oklahoma. They wouldn't shoot it in Oklahoma, because, yeah. And you're like, well, why not? You know, there's all this open land. You think it wouldn't be a big deal? It's because there's the state. Yeah. It's because the state. We, for whatever reason, we weren't set up. <laughs> New Mexico's before. a big uh, Hollywood. Yeah. Um, so is San Antonio. San you ever Antonio. Seen- like old westerns when they go into Oklahoma because it was Indian territory. There's always aspen trees everywhere, which yeah. means they shot it in Colorado. Right? Yeah. yeah. You know. No. But, yeah. New Mexico is a, a big one right now. The other one is is San Antonio and uh, Austin area um, because of income taxes and all that. Yeah. Yeah. But so talk, now, yeah. But t- talking to this guy, he made it sound like there's going to be a ton of productions in Oklahoma. And then that's in the good. Years. That's good. I was always hoping Oklahoma would yeah. kind of do that because they did it in Georgia, and I, I guess it brought in just billions of dollars into yeah. the state. Well, yeah. I mean, if you think about it, if you shoot in, if you're making you know 13 million a movie or whatever, and you're shooting in California, 40 percent of that goes to the state. Yeah. Well, whereas the, in Texas, it's not Oklahoma. It's 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 you know less than that. Whatever. Yeah. Because so. if you're pulling permits, you're paying people, you're contributing to the yeah. economy, it's all good. Yeah. yeah. And, and, I mean, you can pull, you know, from a pool of actors that probably wouldn't be touched, you know, on the West Coast from the Midwest. So Yeah, yeah. Because uh, supposedly all the talent that they brought in, minus the two leads, are and, all local. And just think about all the all the people they're going to pull in, contractors and stuff like that. They're going to localize yeah. that probably, you know. So yeah. you're going to see local guys getting... Uh, getting to do the electrician work yeah. or getting to do the set building well, and stuff like that. No, or no. at least parts of it. You know, obviously they've got professionals well, who work for movies. But there are no But there's going to be stuff that they do. Professionals you know? are part of unions, too, in, in, in the California area yeah. Too, yeah. that you don't have to deal with here. That's why California's broke. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's just it's one of those things where... The ca- California is like... The can- Canada of uh, it, the well, United States. It's just terrible because, you know, it is beautiful. But no, it does a, have dude, so much. Place. It does have so much to offer... But no, there's you know, a reason everyone moved there. Yeah, you know, and then but the problem is, is just, like just become kind of a everyone moved there. I just don't know how you're. A tur- it's just an overpopulated pain in the butt now. Well, yeah. I just don't, I don't know. I don't know how you're a tourist hub year round and you're broke. Yeah, well, I, just, I don't know because well, they have they have skiing beaches and their beaches aren't dude, the best. But they're not broke. The middle class is broke. The no, the state is broke as a whole. Yeah. Because all the politicians are taking the money. There's money there. It's just not going anywhere. Well, I don't think the politicians are taking billions. I think there's a lot mismanaged. of... It's mismanaged. All the sanctuary cities, there's no money coming out of anything like yeah, that. I mean, you're, all that money is going back across the border. They're not contributing. Exactly. They're not paying taxes. Well, I don't realize that. And people are pooping in the streets. Yeah. Like, have you seen that? No. There's a website out there where you can, like... Poopinthestreets.com? Yeah. I mean, it's something along those lines. Why are you where, going like, to that website? Yeah. No, it, it, what it is, it's like, if you're gonna if you're going to be a tourist or you're going to walk around a California city. It says, be careful. 
I mean, because the dude, zones marked off. There's so many homeless people; they're just crapping in the streets. Yeah, and so essentially, they're just saying this is where we've cleaned up. Needles and and poop apparently are a big issue just all over the place. Well, sounds like the California problem is going to take care of itself eventually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get the plague with that kind of behavior. I know, man. <laughs> a lot of tetanus shots in uh, in California these days. Is that a clean needle? <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, just wipe um, that poop off of it. It's good. <laughs> melting pot. Melting yeah, pot. Yeah, going to go to the melting pot tonight. Never been there before. Yeah. yeah. It's mel- melting pot's like a uh it's a chain, right? It's yeah. not. I I don't think it's just in oh, yeah, it. yeah, I don't I don't think no, so. I, yeah. It's like a Yeah, it's like a But it's fondue. Yeah. I'm and, a cheese uh, guy. You've never You've never been, Josh? Mm-hmm. What have should you, we expect? I, have I've you been, been? No. Here, okay. Well, here's my you. review of the melting pot. Can I, let me ask a question first. Am I, am I going to be hungry when I leave? Because that's what I hate about fancy restaurants. Is like that depends how how are you when it comes to like rich foods like chocolate and cheeses and stuff. What do you mean? Are you going to eat a lot of them, or do you like just a bite or two of them? And you want to oh, focus more on hard. No, no, stuff. no. It's more about it, yeah. Forget what I like and don't like. It's more about portions. Okay. You know, like you go to a fancy restaurant and you get like a two ounce steak and it's got all the the plating. Yeah. Around, you know, and it's more about show than actual portion size that's my issue because i think well, here's what, the, well but yeah. if it's done right if you go to a place and it is smaller portions it should be something that's like so rich and savory that it still fills you up because my buddy brought me we, we went to a place where we ate off the menu because our buddy was the executive chef there and he made this thing called his take like it was just called my take on breakfast and it was like a cheesy grit cake pork belly a poached egg and like i mean it's like this tall and like this big around and i mean i was stuffed yeah. like after eating it because there's just there's so much going on with it now, Josh, I've seen Josh pile a plate literally about two fists high and then pour half of my dad used to get so mad because he would pour half a bottle of ranch on it. <laughs> no matter what it was, dude, we're talking about like roast beef, potatoes, rolls, like everything on the plate has ranch on it. <laughs> so are you going to be full, Josh? Probably not. Well, yeah. And but everybody else there should be pretty happy. If you're okay with eating a pound of chocolate, you can probably get full. But a pound of chocolate is going to do some things to you. Yeah, I mean, but well, here's here's dude, the thing. I like I like Texas Day Brazil. It's not you're not going to get that experience there. No. It's not a it's not. So like I'm a, not walking out with the meat sweat. So it's it's not going to be meat on a sword. It's going to be meat on like a little pick. Here's the best way to explain it. Am it's I more, gonna, am it's I gonna more have to an, run by Jack in the Box afterwards? Probably, yeah. It, it's more of an experience than it is a like. Let's shove as much as we can in our face. Then I will hate it. You probably will. <laughs> so they, because here's how it works. Here's how it works. You have you been, Jeff? No. Okay. Here's how it works. You show up. There's three three parts. There is your appetizer, which is cheese. There's the main meal, which is raw meats that you cook. And then there is the dessert, which is the chocolate or whatever else you choose. The cheese part is probably my favorite because uh, uh, I like cheese. Mm-hmm. But you get to pick you know, what, uh, from three or four different cheeses. Mm-hmm. Brie. And they bring out just a plate full of stuff on it for you to dip in it. But you got to think about it. They're... Let's see, where's my camera? Portions are about that big. So you're talking about little apple chunks. You're talking about bread chunks, all that stuff. You get a fork, you dip it in there, you eat it. The meat is the worst part, in my opinion. You could skip it and go eat somewhere else and just have the the first and last part of the meal. And that's what we've heard. Yeah, because the meat portions are about that same size, and you have to stick them in there, and you have to wait one to two minutes for it to cook in boiling broth that they come out and make for you. So... But the whole thing is this is a place to go to have a conversation with people while your stuff is cooking and all this stuff. That's what fondue's always been. It's been like a party conversation piece. It hasn't been – it's not Texas Dope Brazil where somebody comes and slaps you in the face with 10 pounds of meat. You want to cancel our reservation and go to <laughs> Texas Day Brazil? Same price. Dude, I want to go to Texas Day Brazil. I want to go. <laughs> is it the same price? Yeah. But the chocolate and the cheese there is better than anything else you're going to get in the city. Yeah, it's really that's good. That's what I've heard. I'm – I have heard it's for the experience, but here's the thing. Someone floated out Carly, there. To- Carly will love it. My wife, Brittany, will hate it. be on the same page as me and you. Okay. She'll be well, like, let's, uh, let's float Texas Day Brazil to the ladies. Let's do that. <laughs> hey, if y'all can get it, if y'all can get it, I'm, I'll, I'm more than down to go. Yeah. Okay. All right. Because I like, don't get me wrong. I love, I love the melting pot. I, well, I love the cheese and chocolate portion, but there's something lacking in the middle piece. Well, someone yeah. floated to the ladies for me because <laughs> coming from me, it's just going to get shot down like the big ogre just wants to eat a lot of food. Yeah. You yeah. Josh I mean? is going to be that rude guy that sits up. He's like, where's the rest of it? Like, <laughs> how about 
how about you make it three times more than this, and then you cook it, and then you bring yeah. it to me? No, I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't order the kids' portion. <laughs> this is the child's plate, obviously. I left those things at home. Oh, yeah. No, it's, Dude, it's, we went to we went to Vass for an anniversary one time. Yeah. And uh, the waiter could tell, like, he could tell. Yeah. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, it's a salad. It's like, no, this isn't a salad. This is a leaf of lettuce with a little bit of on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, <laughs> that's some dandruff on yeah. it, man. That ain't nothing. You put a little bit of cheese so. and some walnuts or whatever you did. So he would, he's like, uh, complimentaries of the chef. We are, we're trying out some new breads. And they'd bring out this just tray. And I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> I think Josh just needs to carry like a bag full of Denver rolls in his pocket. There you he's go. probably right, yeah. man. I should probably just bring like. <clears throat> Just like the to-go bag, a like big whatever. Tupperware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chicken no, I, like, I don't. It, I can't imagine it would be your type of place. That's why I was surprised when you mentioned it. I was I like, didn't okay, it. Jeff mentioned it. Apparently, oh. apparently, I'm the guy that that came up with this horrible idea. No, and, and here's like, I, like horrible. Like I said, if you're going with a group of people, you can have a conversation with the whole time. Yeah, it's but fun. You can do if that you at, just want to go to eat. But you can do that at Texas State Brazil. Bro, like, I've never had a conversation with well, you at the dinner table because it's physically incapable just, for you to do so. I am just planning on, I want to go somewhere like Texas Day Brazil and completely indulge in my toxic masculinity yeah. of eating meat exactly. and salt no. and drinking water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The melting pot is definitely not for a toxic male. Because <laughs> well, that's what I'm going for tonight. Yeah, It's more for the feminists. <laughs> but the chocolate is amazing. And no, the cheese I've, I've is amazing. That. It's just I've I've never I've never had the meat portion and yeah. been like, oh man, that was See, good. I'm not a big dessert guy because because it, it's bland too. But you you have good dipping sauces that they bring out. But the meat is very bland because you're I mean you're boiling it in a in a chicken broth with a couple other things mixed in. Yeah, and that's and, and you know if you go there and you wanted to, you could probably just do the app and dessert and spend like right. half as much yeah. money. No, you can do everything like a la carte or whatever. Yeah, it is. yeah. So. So if we wanted to do Texas Dough Brazil and then go and munch on some cheese, a we pot could. of chocolate, yeah. you know, we can do that. <laughs> yeah. I, I think I'm definitely down with the meat on a sword. Yeah. I mean, I don't sure. think Shane is going to care. Yeah. So. so Yeah, there's one person that's going to care, and I can't bring it up to her. Yeah. Because then it looks like I'm uh Well, here's the deal. Brittany, Brittany the, was uh, the first person who brought up she had second thoughts after hearing it described to her. Yeah. So I don't know if my wife's ever been or not. I've never taken her. I think you have to try anything to in order to formulate an opinion. You can't you know, hate it before you try here's it. Here's what no, you do. I, and I, I agree. But I'm just making an assumption based off of y'all's personality. Take her on Valentine's Day or something. I don't do Valentine's Day, but that's another episode. Take her on February 14th as just something to do. I don't do February 14th. Take her out ironically don't because recognize you actually it hate a, it. I'm not a corporate uh, sheep. Uh-huh. I don't buy into the corporate exploitation of my really because you wear a different team's hat every podcast there you go seems like you're totally feeding the corporate model because <laughs> you don't even have a team you I just know i have teams it's just <laughs> you're just supporting we've, we've talked random corporations <laughs> we've talked about this it's 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 more about the teams that i won't wear versus if the hat looks cool i buy it yeah this one looks cool man Got don't, a don't, don't on you the front don't you sell like billion dollar vehicles that seems pretty corporate to me yeah yeah right hey man <laughs> it's just a job just a job it's not a passion not a passion your passion's this huh yep. and trolling people and lowball bids on items beating on. down on brandies yep. yeah bought a monitor this morning lowballing somebody yeah anyway that's it top of the dude chain stay tuned we'll let you know whether we ate a lot of meat or if we uh left hungry peace we're out <laughs>